When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ayo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Welcome into Studio A of our CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago after a White Sox win the White Sox win two to nothing and it was very fantastic Herb an electric first inning from Lucas Giolito three strikeouts and then Luis Robert with a massive two-run homer and as we know if you score the first two runs you win the game automatically over, so yeah. uh really great win the White Sox win their 40th game of the season Herb Lawrence is beside me hello you can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23 I'm Sean Anderson the host of CHGO White Sox podcast you can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson no Vinny Duber tonight. Uh, I, I think he he just left, right? I think he he saw. I think he left after the first inning. He yeah. saw the White Sox win, and then you know he just we couldn't catch up with him. So yeah. uh, no Vinny Duber tonight. Uh, but the White Sox win two to nothing. How are you feeling after the win? Oh, man, it was so great. If we only played five innings, son of a bitch again, again, <laughs> again. Yeah, it, it happened again, Herb. It happened again. They only played actually like one inning, and then they were like, oh, shit, at the end of the game. Like, oh, shit, we're going to lose. Oh, we got to try. Oh, we got this fake rally yeah. bullshit again. I would love to see how many runs they have scored in the ninth inning and losses. I can't wait to look up that number. They probably lead the fucking league in that number. God, I hate this. It's the team. goddamn Tigers. The White Sox lose 7-5 to five to the goddamn Tigers. Tigers. The, the Tigers are 36-47. and 47. The White Sox are 39-43. and 43. The White Sox are in more competition for fourth place than they are second place. They're in more competition for fourth place than they are for first place. They're getting their ass handed to them by the Tigers. Embarrassing. Everything about tonight's game was embarrassing. Ugh. Yes, you get the good home run, and I got hyped up. Chong got hyped up. Every White Sox fan got hyped up after that Luis Robert rocket. Tarek Scoble, after that, just settled down and had a, had a killed nice the night. White Sox. I, I tweeted it out. Tarek Scoble was bad. Five starts in a row. Bad. Giving up five earned, three earned, four earned, and only going five innings at maximum. Six earned runs in one of the starts. Today, six innings pitched, two earned runs. That home run, it's done. Tim, oversliding or slipping on second base, really dumb. Luis Robert, dropping the ball in center field. Oh, God. Poor execution, bad, dead-ass team. This team, and, and that's the thing. That's why we're all mad, because we know we have... Zero leadership in front office. Zero. Not one leader in there. Whether you're talking about Kenny or you're talking about Rick. They're not leaders. Leaders would have already fired Tony a long time ago. Leaders would have had some demotions. Leaders would have did something else for this team. Would have had better players on this team. Not dedicating 27% of the payroll to the bullpen. The bullpen that we don't use efficiently. When we're down, we use our bad players. When we're up, we use our good players. 
seems weird. I would use my best players when I want the game to continue to the next day or to the next inning. I w- Maybe. I, mean, I, I will say, you know, if, tonight's... Uh, based upon avail- availability, I would 100% went with Raylo in front of Joe Kelly. And Raylo ends up pitching in the ninth inning, and Kelly comes in for Giolito in that seventh inning where Giolito started to lose it a little bit, and I think he gave up one run, and then that just turned into a, a couple more because Joe Kelly was in the game. Feels like that guy can't get a damn out to save his life. Not a one. Oh, what a, what a signing that guy has been. Uh, Joe Kelly, uh, he was your left-handed specialist because of his splits against the Dodgers. Uh, so was A.J. Pollock, and uh, A.J. Pollock's been cheeks as well. Uh, he had a little bit of uh, input in that fake rally in the ninth inning, but outside of that, ooh, he looked brutal at the plate today. Um, yeah, there's a lot of frustration a lot of anger in this chat right now uh you got 1045 era uh joe kelly from sam Derosa. uh joe kelly is horrible from jason J. chief seymour saying joe kelly is not good dfa him i don't think that's gonna happen herb and they that's probably the most him. frustrating part about this is i don't think any moves are happening you're calling for it something needs to change whether it be the manager whether it be the guy calling the shots in rick Hahn, whether it be some of the roster the dead weight on this roster like Leary Garcia, some of the dead weight, uh, like I'm not, not to be rude to Jimmy Lambert, but Jimmy Lambert, Tanner Banks, these guys aren't MLB relievers. They're failed AAA starters that you're trying to turn into MLB relievers. I, I just can't do this anymore. I, I, I truly cannot do this anymore. And I understand that it's my job. I will show up on Sunday and do this job and do the pre and post game for you. Um, but it, this hurts just as much as it hurts uh, you guys at home. And Tim Anderson was an all-star today. And even that seemed to be mixed with weird responses from the Chicago White Sox clubhouse. And I think this will kind of, uh, you know, jumpstart a different point of conversation here, Herb. So here's... White Sox third base coach, Joe McEwing, who also blocked the White Sox from scoring a run by getting in the way of a passed ball. Here's White Sox third base coach, Joe McEwing, announcing that Tim Anderson is a 2022 all-star starter for the American League. Before 2019, this individual did not envision himself doing anything in this game except winning. 2019, he got off to an amazing start, wasn't selected to an all-star game. At the break, he said... I'm going to go out and win a batting title. Nobody else can vote on it. I got to do it myself. And he went out and did it. After that, he envisioned himself doing anything he possibly wanted on a baseball field. All that manifested to 2021, where he was selected as an all-star. 2022, now he's the starting shortstop for the American League, representing himself, the White Sox, City of Chicago, his family, we're so proud of you. All of us are extremely proud of you. Congrats. A tepid ass fucking response. Man just became the all star starter for shortstops in the American League, and they gave him a fucking golf clap. Like that shit is uh, fucking passe. Like he's done it before. He hasn't. That's the fourth shortstop. That's going to represent the White Sox in the All-Star game as a starter. In the history of the sc- of the history of the team ever. Herb, we're on the 13th hole of ever. Pebble Beach and Tim Anderson's just chipped it up onto the green. He's one stroke away from getting par on this hold. Someone 
took the video and Joe McEwing said it in there in 2021 that Tim Anderson was an all-star and in that video in 2021 the whole team gets up the whole team uh, is cheering and is excited Jose Abreu runs over uh, Billy Hamilton runs over Yon Mankata runs over um, and then later on in that video then the video we got uh, is from at White Sox uh, Twitter page tweeted that out uh, so the White Sox production team tweeted that out um, but they go on a little bit more and Tim Anderson gives a little bit of a speech and someone says, stand up. Um, it, it was a dead locker room reaction. We don't have the full context. I was trying to play devil's advocate, but like you said, that room's dead. Yeah. My guy Tanny's in the house. My guy Tanny's in the house. Tim was in some fort, but he was selected for the opportunity to extend his vehicle's warranty. It seemed like he was like, yeah, brother. I mean, yeah, good job. Yeah, it's awesome. But like, what the hell? Like your man's it's supposed to be your man. 50 grand. The White Sox face of the franchise, the guy who makes the offense go, and nobody in that locker room is hyped for him? Tells me all I need to know about that dead-ass team. Tells me all I need to know about them rooting for each other, them pumping each other up, them battling for each other. It's, it, they don't want it. I don't know what happened. I mean, I could put the, the blame on Tony, but I don't know if that's 100%. Tony was there last year. But this team is dead. They're dead. They don't care. They're going through the motions, and yes, I saw Tim jogging a little bit, going to second base. It was two outs at the time where he slipped on the on second base and got tossed out right there by a smart play by Javi Baez mm-hmm. and Jonathan Scope. That did, if you were just blind and didn't know anything about baseball, walked into that stadium and looked at those two teams, he's like, which one of these teams is a World Series contender before the season? Like, oh, that Tigers team right there, they have some fight. They gave up a two-run home run. They didn't panic. They just, they just went out there and did the job. Lucas was dealing. They still did the job and got the job done. They showed fight. They showed a lot of great defense out there. The White Sox are dead. They don't care. They don't care if they lose. That's why we're not going to see any firings. That's why there's going to be Tony today. Oh, I thought there was a good matchup with this, and I thought we battled back, and uh, we're fine, and we got plenty of time. You know, some bullshit like that, some Milk toast ass bullshit from a <laughs> Hall of Fame baseball person that sucks. Come on. He's terrible at his job. Well, and, and that's why, I, I mean, I, we've always stood that managers really don't matter. He is he is a figurehead. And also, too, like, your leadership on, on this team. Why is Joe McEwing, the guy telling Tim Anderson he's the starter, why is he making this announcement to the damn team? He did it in 2021. He did it in 2022. Why isn't Tony making this announcement? What, what do, I, don't, I don't understand the team dynamic. At all. I don't understand why there wasn't that rousing reaction. Like, maybe Tim already found out, and that's just them telling the entire team. Guys already knew, so it was tough to, like, get up in that moment. You know, guys don't even realize they have a camera on them. Maybe that's it as well, and maybe people knew that the cameras were on them in 2021. Like, maybe there are reasons why they weren't excited, and they found out on the batting practice field, and they got all hyped and excited for them, uh, you know, out on the field while they're taking BP. Maybe. But that that reaction is tepid, it's bullshit, and it makes no sense. And it it just speaks of poor leadership. You spend more time with these gentlemen in that clubhouse than you do your family during the season. Now, you're either going to love them or you're going to hate them. But either way, you know that's your family, 100%. And when they do something good, you got to be behind them. And you got to show them that, hey, man, we respect that you – got to the pinnacle of your profession, of our profession, and are going to start in the All-Star game. That is a huge deal. And I'm hyped up for Timmy. 
Good job, Tim. You have been, your story is phenomenal. From a basketball player to a baseball player as your junior season of high school to a community college to drafted to a guy who was making a bunch of errors in minor leagues, still hitting, bunch of errors this year, still hitting, and now you're at the pinnacle of your profession. So I'll take this time to say, Timmy, you deserve this. It was well-deserved. I want your teammates to feel that way. I want your manager to feel that way. Maybe Rick Hahn does that announcement. Maybe Kenny Williams does that announcement. Didn't he, isn't he the one who drafted him? I guess. Somebody. Yeah. Like, yeah, Joe McEwing brings nothing to the table. He should be fired. He should have been gone. His jo- He's been poor at his job this year. That's why we're talking about accountability. There's no one's going to replace Joe McEwing. No one's going to replace Debo at first. What do they do? Except for getting runners out on the bases. Another toot plan. Another, uh, what is it? Uh, thrown out on the bases like, like in, a Numkum poop. Yeah. Toot plan. Another that, one of those. And that is a, Jim Margulis said he's counted 20 toot plans this year. There it is right there. 20th I've logged in our game recaps. Jim Margulis from Sox Machine. Garbage. Garbage team. And like I, I said to somebody on DMs, please, if you feel that the White Sox are costing you joy, are costing you life, are costing you your mental health to go wrong, please step away. We'll be here every day, five days a week. We got to watch this shit. Check in with us every once in a while. Walk away. This team's not worth your time. Right well, now, they're not worth your time at all. Don't watch them at all. And, and I, I turn that shit off. And, I mean, you could just see there's – when people go to the games as well, I don't think people are always satisfied with the product they get from Guaranteed Rate Field and the, the day at the park from the White Sox. You could see long security lines. You could see issues with concession stands. I don't even know if the product is worth paying for. And I know you're struggling with the idea of even going to the game tomorrow, uh, having tickets. I know that's something that you don't even want to do because you feel like they don't deserve that 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 – that part from you, that energy, whatever from you. Yeah, I had a ticket tonight, and uh, our guard Dave Barista happily took it off my hands. I hope you, you didn't go, Dave. <laughs> I, the p- <laughs> tickets were paid for. It was a sunk cost. But Courtney was like, hey, how about we go? She said this a couple days ago. Well, I'm going to go to the game on Saturday. And I was like, yeah, let's go. Um, we always have an enjoyable time at the game because we have one other ticket, and it's, and it's usually quick in. And I know what you were speaking about, like, how hard it is to get into the ballpark sometimes, how the concessions are really long now, and it's not a fun experience for all. Like, if you're on the 500 level, it's, you know, it's probably really death because you can't go down to the 100 level like all the rest of the Major League ballparks that I've been to. But I texted her right before this show started. I was like, I really don't want to go. It's my only day off is tomorrow, Saturday, and I don't want to go to see this dead-ass team. I don't want to give them money. I don't want to... Be in the same ballpark as this dead ass team. I'll hey, I'll do something else. And so yes, I think we're gonna be just sitting at home, and that's a hundred percent much better than going to guaranteed rate tomorrow. I think I'm gonna get high as shit. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. When Enjoy I get home that. from here, I'm getting high as shit. Enjoy that and go get a, 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 an alote uh, while you're doing that as well. All right, let's go to the super chat because we got two from our guy Jarrett. Jarrett. Uh, 
Jared coming in hot with two super chats. He says, pay kids life-altering money up front and watch them not be professional. Oh, and then hire a septuagint. I, I know this word. A septuagenarian to lead them. Uh, I read that in Janice Scurio's baseball reference or baseball perspectives, uh, a, a little write up about the White Sox, and, and she used that word. Uh, and that's is, her flexing I, her librarian. Is uh, it septuagenarian? How are you saying it? Septuagenarian. Septuagenarian. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I failed phonics in the second oh, grade. I'm, so, talk, you're talking to shit. me. I, I, this guy who fucks up words all the time. Septuagenarian. Septu, that just means a guy oh. 70 to 79 years old. All right? Perfect. So that's what happens when you hire a 70-year-old. Uh, uh, and this is what happens when you hire a guy who uh, failed phonics in the second grade. And then Jared follows it up saying, 2005 had a bunch of cast-offs with something to prove. Wow, what a concept. Uh, and Cherizi E uh, from uh, the 108 uh, mentioned he doesn't like comments, you know, talking about uh, players and, and when you pay them and playing kids because – Every other team, you know, the team with, you know, the six other highest payrolls, those guys are producing. So I understand the point um, because I, I think we see Robert and his lack of hustle out there in center field on that play. And it's just like, why, why, why is that happening? Why is that happening? Is it, is it a lack of attention? Is it a lack of focus out there? Why is that happening? So I understand Jarrett's uh, frustration, but I also understand Cherise's point. Um, I don't really know that's if that's why that's happening. That just might be Luis Roberts' demeanor, and I'm, I'm not sure. What do you think about that? It's just his demeanor. It's kind of, I, I think uh, Yoan and Luis get lumped into this. I called the Alex Rios reaction. Well, and I think they'd be talking about Tim. They'd be talking about Aloy. They'd be talking about Luis, and they'd be talking about Yoan. Yeah, it's just like, it doesn't look as if this person is going hard, doing the hardo thing, the Adam, Adam, uh, not Angle, but Adam Eaton. The, hey, look at me, I'm trying hard. Look, at I'm going hard all the time, sliding into first base type of thing. But, you know, sometimes it, they're just smooth. Like, Luis Robert is a smooth character, and he can get to balls without much effort it doesn't look like it's hard for him same thing with Aloy same thing with Johan and Tim but you could tell sometimes when Tim turns it on like from first to third tonight yeah on the single by AJ Pollock you could tell he turned it on right there then you could tell from first to second when the balls hit in the hole with two outs Deep in the hole to Javi Baez. I think it was or, Scope. Yeah. Or, or is, uh, it bounced out the third base and glove. Javi got it, and then Scope oh, tagged him. that play. Okay. But he's like, he's jogging a second. It's two outs. Right. Go. What are you waiting for? Get to that bag. Yes. Like, hustle your ass there, because then that's, you know, first and second. But as Lawrence Holmes and Dan Bernstein pointed out a couple weeks ago on a great show on 670 to score, they're sanctioned not to go hard. By their team, by the manager, by the but, trainers, but, but all those guys. They're sanctioned. Well, that's what, they're telling them, don't go hard. I, I heard this, too, with Luis dropping the fly ball, someone saying that as well. Uh, let's just clear that up. That's on easy ground outs. Right, that's on on plays that are you know let's say let's say you you know Tim Anderson taps one to second base and scope and it's an easy you know just routine play on routine plays they don't want their guys going a hundred percent. Still a mentality. I say. If you're in the lineup, give me 100% of what you have. Don't jog it ever. Give me busting out of the box type of effort. They're a team that can't afford. They're a team on the margins. They can't afford just be giving away base hits, giving away extra runs. They need to scratch and claw for all the runs they can get. 
So, yes, hustling on a couple plays, you force the catcher. You force the shortstop to make a bad throw. We've seen this time and time again with the White Sox. The other day, Tim Anderson, strike three, end of the game. Run that shit out. Make, force a throw. And I was listening today. I think it was Josh, Josh Nelson on the 108 or on, on Sox Machine saying, hey, I've never seen a person get picked off from the catcher running behind home plate straight to first base, and he did not force a throw. These things manifest themselves, and the rest of the team sees it. It's like, okay, our leader over there didn't move, so I don't have to move. So I don't have to give maximum effort. I don't have to force a throw. Maybe something goes wrong. Maybe they make an error. Like you hustling, you trying to get them in a pickle, maybe they make an error. Well, and I mean, we saw this in a way, too. I mean, Tim hit a tapper in front of Scooble. Scooble needed to make a play in front Thank of the, you. the first base, and he completely threw it away um, from Torkelson. And, and Tim uh, didn't, I think, end up taking second uh, on that play. Um, but still was on first base just because he hustled down the line and and forced a throw. Um, and I do think it was telling when Steve Stone went on 670 to score after that drop third strike play that you were referencing with Tim and said that this team needs a leader. And I just think that's shocking because, I mean, what is Jose Abreu? And, and is, is he not vocal enough? Or, or is his message not getting through? Because clearly he's trying to lead by example, playing as many games as he can. He's got a 13-game hit streak, but... It's 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 something is there where you know even Steve Stone's questioning the leadership of this team, and some people are not leaders. And if it's Jose Abreu who's not a leader, just because he's the best player on the team doesn't mean but we he's, know that he's not a leader at this point. Like I mean, yeah. we saw this in 2019. He's a leader. We saw it in 2020, 2021. Like, but maybe they just shocking. follow him, and his leadership is this is what I do. Hey, I don't miss games because being injured a little bit is baseball. I'm playing every game. That's my leadership. I'm showing you how to be a leader. You follow my lead or not, but this is how I'm a leader. I'm sure he talks and counsels the players, all the players, not just the Spanish-speaking players, all the players, because he is Jose Abreu, and he should be uh, revered by all the rest of the players. But maybe some people are not leaders, not natural leaders. So Jose might be, probably just wants to do his job. And if these some bitches behind me want to follow, cool, but I ain't going to be grabbing them Take them to the side and say, hey, how about you do this, that, and the other? That's a, that, you're a professional, too. Mm-hmm. Some people are not. And some of the worst players on the team can be leaders. You know, there's an old saying, those who can do, those who can't teach. It's a little shitty, but <laughs> sometimes the best leaders, as you see, the best managers are usually catchers. Not the greatest hitters. They just understand the game. They know how to... They know the full game. They know the pitching staff. They know the hitting side. And so they're, they know how to lead from the dugout. Sometimes guys just don't want to be leaders. I know I'm not a necessary leader. I let people do Like, Tanny was in here earlier, and Courtney's in here. I don't plan these vacations. <laughs> if I went to San Francisco by my goddamn self, I would have went to that ballpark, back to the hotel, back to the hotel, <laughs> ball, ballpark, back to the hotel, got something to, something to eat real quick. And went back to the ballpark and flew my ass out on Sunday. I need people to guide me. Tell me where the fuck to go. Sometimes you don't, you know, you're not a leader just because you're old. You're not a leader just because you're given that leadership uh, quality. Sometimes people just need to follow. And somebody in that dugout, it should be the Hall of Fame manager that's done it, been there, setting the standard, setting the tone. It could be Jose Abreu. It could be Tim Anderson. But it's not. 
It's not. This team is doesn't have a leader at ownership. Kenny's not a leader. Well, I mean, the, le- the leadership is is based. Rick Hogg's not a leader. The leadership's based in trust, and none of these people have proven that they are trustworthy, at least from the the leadership side. I mean, Rick Hahn, again, we talked about this yesterday. He had not had a job in Major League Baseball outside of the White Sox organization. But Tony Larusa hasn't had a managerial job in 10 years. These guys haven't proved that they were deserving of the spots that they currently have. Yeah, and anybody yeah, yeah. else, any single body else, do you think Jed Hoyer or Theo Epstein, and I bring it up for a reason, would have fired anybody that had this type of team that fell short of expectations. When the Cubs did, Joe Madden had to bounce. I think they, they came short of the playoffs that year. Joe Madden had to bounce. To call whatever you want. He was fired. I don't care if his contract was up. He was fired because they knew the standard was sub. It was below what they wanted to do that year. And so he had to get his punk ass out. That's not going to happen on the South side because there's no leader. There's zero leaders with the White Sox, and it just infuriates me because we're going to go through this for another 80 games. That's 80 more fucking games. Mm. And please step away. Please step away if you need to because I would if I could. This team is past the halfway mark, and they have 43 losses. They have lost in 52% of their ball games. And, hey, that means you could probably make some money by betting against them on PointsBet. Please, Jesus, do it. If you download the PointsBet app right now and use code CHGO when you sign up, uh, you'll get two risk free bets up to $2,000, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. We have three brand new shirt designs at the CHGO locker. We have a great skyline design, we have a new White Sox design, and we have a new Cubs shirt design. So this is the best time to take advantage of this points bet offer because the White Sox are losing and we have sick new t shirts. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t shirt from the CHGO. Geolocker offer making more than a $50 first time deposit at PointsBet after using the code CHGO when you sign up. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com and we will help you out. PointsBet's your home for live and play betting and it just got even better. If you see an edge in the game you're watching, if your favorite team is primed for a comeback, don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. There's more live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs with the PointsBet app. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Download the PointsBet app right now and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And our next partner has a product uh, that I use when I need a spark, when I need some energy, when I need a pick-me-up. I look towards Owen. It's only what you need. Owen is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you the nutrition that works as hard as you. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten or dairy. They're easily digestible. If you're just sitting in your house sweating because you have no air conditioning, this is a great way to get your calories back. This is a great way to cool down. You don't have air conditioning? No, right now we don't have air conditioning on right now. Oh, in here. So I'm right. sweating, yes. I'm, I'm all right. You know, it's, a, it's, it's, I mean, it's nighttime. It's pretty cool in yeah. here. I mean, I mean you're, I, you're getting, I'm just a sweater. You're just all heated up from this White Sox loss. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I first heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who follows a plant-based diet. And if you watch him on Sundays, you can see him sweat. 
sweating a ton and he refuels his body with Owen. Again, it's 100% plant-based protein shake and they have flavors like chocolate, vanilla, salted caramel, and strawberry banana. That one is my favorite. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with code CHGO20. You can get 20% off your first purchase. Join me and Justin Fields and try Owen only what you need. 17 and 25 now at home, Sean. Ugh. The only reason I might go is Beef is over here asking or telling me that he might be paying for drinks tomorrow. Oh. I mean, always. That's a good, real generous. Like I said. For the whole 108? I have a, no, just for me. Oh. And Courtney, too. There you go. But I won't let him do that. If I go to the game, we're going to all celebrate. We're going to have a good time. We're going to not watch the game. Well, that's going to be hard for me to do. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know. I'm looking to have a good time tomorrow, and I don't think the White Sox will provide it. I know my guys in the 108, Sox Machine, Josh Nelson's in that section too. A couple other people will help. Our guy Jimbo, I think, is in that section every once in a while. My guy Jarrett's in that section. So, yeah, I might have a – Alex Ruse in that section. Alex Ruse in that section. Guy Bruhan Luke. Luke, I saw him out in San Francisco. Yeah, might go out there and have an enjoyable time. And I got people on my – DMs asking if I could spin the wheel so they can find a new team. You know, I used to do that for the Bears. Oh, yeah. And spin the wheel and you find a new team to get off this uh, fucking thing. I just say, I've find another team. I've gone with the Padres. <laughs> They're fun. They're wearing weird uniforms, which I didn't like initially. Now I'm kind of in there. I'm like, all right, they look kind of good. And Manny Machado's hitting home runs. Have fun. With a different team. You know what? I know this team is frustrating, and you got to get out. Watch another team. Watch There's, a team you see that's enjoying themselves. Watch Jazz Chisholm, former White, or future White Sox, there, out there in the Marlins. There's a team that didn't fuck up their uh, their stadium redesign in the 1990s. Uh, they play in Camden Yards. The Baltimore Orioles are a damn fun team. Uh, they just won a crazy game, uh, and I, I say, why not? The, the Orioles are a fun team. They might not win, but they might give you some uh, old White Sox vibes uh, before everything got bad. So if you're looking for an AL team, Maybe the Orioles, if you're looking for a, 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 a an NL team, go with the Padres. They're wearing their sick Baja <laughs> jerseys, uh, the, the City Connect jerseys today. So uh, that was good to see. All right, uh, let's real quick uh, go to some stats. Uh, first off, let's talk about Lucas Giolito because he was good uh, in this game. And I know there's a lot of frustration here, but we got to talk about some positives here. Uh, so let's talk about Lucas Giolito. In six and two-thirds innings tonight, he gave up five earned runs. I know that's bad. Five hits, mm-hmm. two walks, and eight Ks. One of those walks ended up being real deadly as there was a runner on when Heimer Camdelario two hit of those walks. two uh, to the same guy, run. Spencer Torkelson. Oh, he scored. He scored two of those runs because of the two walks. The two walks you see there are both Spencer Torkelson walks. Yeah, in front of uh, Heimer Candelario. And who got the home run and then got a uh, RBI single. And Candelario almost took it to Eric Chavez uh, territory. It did bounce off the the steps up to the the concourse, but it was a, a very mammoth shot. Giolito was mostly all right. Let's look at the pitch mix. Um, I understand seeing five earned runs is bad, but he also, I think, was uh, left the game with only three earned runs, and then Joe Kelly was bad coming in relief. So I don't think this was all on Lucas today. Um, he used the fastball 37% of the time, the slider 36% of the time, the changeup 24% of the time. Um, he got 10 whiffs today, a 22% whiff percentage, and called strikes plus whiff percentage of 32%. Um, he was good. The changeup looked good today, and it was really that big mistake giving up that homer to Candelario. And honestly, 
I don't know if he should have been out in the seventh inning. And we were kind of questioning that too. If he, you know, he got to two outs and we were questioning, hey, should he stay in this game if he gets out with, you know, below 90 pitches? It was literally, you said it right after the second out. You're like, will he come back out for the eighth inning? I was like, he's cruising right now. Let's do it. And then like right then, he started walking Torkelson. Yeah, well, we got some stats for you. So whenever Lucas Giolito goes through the order, there's the uh, stats times through the order, and that starts when uh, batter number one comes up, and then it ends after batter nine comes up. So, so it doesn't there. start, you know, it's it, when, they don't go if, around the horn. Um, <laughs> but uh, first time through the order for Lucas Giolito, uh, 27 and two-thirds innings pitched. He has a 455 ERA in that time. Mm. Uh, opponents are hitting 304, Not 381, good. and 563 the first time they see Lucas Giolito. The second time, in 31 and two-thirds innings, he's got a 171 ERA, a 207 batting average against, a 276 on-base per, uh, percentage against, and a 315 slugging against. That's very good. But the third time, and this doesn't Oof. include tonight, 16 innings pitched, an 11.81 <laughs> ERA, an opponent batting uh. average of 357, on-base percentage of 390, and a slugging percentage of 7 Hundred, So I think that the White Sox should have pulled Lucas after six innings. He would have had a cool, clean, smooth six innings, two earned runs, looked real nice. I think that would have been a great time to pull him. You clearly had Reynaldo Lopez available. He could have gone t- two innings to get you to the eighth inning. You could have used Graveman. You could have used Hendricks with a lead or in at least a tie game. The White Sox didn't do that, and it got away from him real fast. I'm not the math guy on the show. It's you. But that OPS in the third time around looks over a hundred, over a thousand. I mean, that's not good, right? <laughs> no, that is not good. Okay, that, um, is, that is ungood. If you just research that and pull that up yourself while we're watching the ball game after Lucas gets hit in that seventh inning, do you think the White Sox have a similar person to yourself and Shelly person Duncan. that's probably in charge of that to tell Ethan Katz and maybe tell? Tony LaRusso, hey man, um, yeah, um, Ethan, this guy third time around, look at these numbers, not good. Let's get somebody warmed up. All right, yeah, okay, thanks. Tell Tony too. Yeah, and here's the thing, uh, I love that idea, but their analytics guy is Shelly Duncan, which is just another nepotism fucking hire because Dave Duncan's his dad, who's Tony's lifetime pitching coach, who's worked for the organization before. It's just giving some other guy's kid a job because he used to be a player, not because Shelly Duncan knows analytics. I've never heard any piece of information coming out of Shelly Duncan, uh, where you know since he's been hired as the analytics manager or uh, whatever the hell is. Uh, a position is since 2021. We do not know what Shelly Duncan does. We do not know what Tony Larusa does with analytics. I don't think it's anything. I don't think it's it's all like we said yesterday. He's been accumulating this baseball gut for 40 years, and now it's iron solid. It's not changing. He's got a baseball gut. He's got baseball sensibilities, and all of them are fucking bad. I've been trying to think about this, and if you guys out there who are watching right now or listening on the podcast tomorrow can correct me, I do not know what strategical advantage the White Sox have over their other teams. Like, does Tony do anything in-game that wins games for the White no. Sox over other teams? Is Miguel Cairo just that good where he's better than other bench coaches? No. Jerry Naren, he's the best calligraphy guy ever. Yes. I don't know what the that hell one, else he does. That one's true. Where is, what does Super Joe do, and what does Debo do? What does Chris Getz do? What does this team do 
What do they do well? They get out well. I, I, I will say that. They make outs pretty well. Um, they do it at historic rates, making the first ever 8-5 triple play. Um, they have 22 plans this year. They're second in the major leagues at uh, outs on base or outs on the base uh, this year. So they do everything well when it comes to getting out. Uh, they don't drive in runners. They get out instead of driving in runners. They do everything poorly. Uh, we do have another uh, super chat from our guy, Jared. Let's make sure we got it. I love the fact that you guys have the freedom to call it straight and blast the Sox when they deserve it. This season is awesome. Ova. True. Um, yeah. uh, and Cherizzi wants to give you a high five for your rant against Shelly Duncan. Well, thank you very much. But it's like, what the, what the fuck are we doing here? What what is what is this team? This team is made up of old geriatric men and people who have shit ass opinions. That's uh. I mean, like the, the White Sox a, are trying to coast on talent and resume alone. That's being all the White like Sox me. are trying to do. You're being an ageist. Stop being an ageist, I, Sean. I'll be an ageist all I want. <laughs> all these people are older than me, period. Um, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, it's, it's, it's just it's Like three times older than you. And, and Sox have saying, how do you honestly watch this team and not say it's uh, uh, time to fire some leadership? Uh, look at the lifeless bunch who should be running away with this division. They should be. But again, they're trying to coast on talent. They're trying to coast on the back of the baseball card. They're trying to coast on these three rings that Tony La Russa has that are ancient in, in decades, they didn't even have HD when Tony La Russa is winning these fucking rings. Like, <laughs> it's brutal. And and I don't know what White Sox fans are expecting at this point. I don't know what to expect from the rest of the, uh, this year because we're past the halfway point. It is early in the season. Can they mathematically come back and win this division? Absolutely. But what moment have you actually seen this year where you're putting faith into this team or they give you some sort of hope? They give you some sort of relief like, ah, everything's going to be okay. They're getting healthier. Aloy Jimenez is healthy. Yohan Moncada is healthy. Luis Roberts healthy. Tim Anderson's healthy. Jose Abreu is healthy. The one big injury that they have is Yasmani Grandal. And Sebi Zavala has been hitting fine. There's no fucking excuses for this team anymore. You're not getting it done. And you're not getting it done when you're supposed to be getting it done. You're supposed to be beating the Detroit Tigers. And now you have a losing home stretch in the most important stretch of the season. It's pathetic. And now you're going to have to tell me you're going into Cleveland for, what, five fucking games against Cleveland? They're going to lose three of four or three of five. Yeah, It's the, pathetic. The only thing the White Sox have in their favor is that the rest of the AL Central shit. The Twins lost to the Rangers today. The Guardians lost. Tigers are coming. They won because they beat, they played a shitty team. Mm -hmm. Do you know with all the five teams, keep all the five teams in the AL East, where would the White Sox be? If they were the what, sixth team in the AL East? Yeah, where would the, what place would they be in? They'd be in sixth. They'll be in sixth place. Yeah. They're behind the Baltimore Orioles. The goddamn Baltimore Orioles are better than the White Sox. Playing in that tough-ass division, Baltimore is better than the White Sox. That shit. And the White Sox would be at least 20 games behind the Yankees. Dead in the water. 100% dead. Yeah, yeah, and beef. I don't know when the next rebuild starts. Yeah. Probably Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams will be doing it. And as somebody astutely pointed out, it was either uh, P. Knowles from uh, Sox Machine or uh, Nick uh, from uh, well, Southside Sox. Used to be the lawyer Nick out there in New York. You let the people... The architects of the downfall initially build the house again. This is why this right. house is crumbling, because the same fucking architects are building the rebuild. Give me some better architects. Give me some architects from outside the building. Maybe they can do it. 
a little bit better. They didn't account for the books. The weight of the books when they're building the library. The call is coming from inside the house. They have been come. They've become so insular that it's like the uh, the Star Wars. Oh, you haven't seen Star Wars? God damn it, Herb. Um, I've seen I've seen Spaceballs. I get it. it. Okay, I don't remember if they have this scene in Spaceballs, but did yeah, they have the vacuum? This? Yeah, they vacuumed the whole state, uh, the whole uh, planet up. Yes. No, that's not it. Okay, uh, okay. Steven, you've seen Star Wars, right? It's like when they get in the <laughs> I don't garbage. Watch that uh, shit. No, thank you, you Steven. Wait, you haven't. I'm the only person in this. Yeah. Three- and no one in the chat seen Star Wars. This no fucking one, indie okay. movie you're talking about. Who cares? All right, in in this very <laughs> indie movie, Star Wars, in this cult classic, Star Wars, they get into a garbage compactor and the walls start closing in on them the white socks that whole house that you're talking about going and rolling with this analogy they've got so much insulation in there that they have truly just trapped themselves in the house and the only way out of it is by burning down this house all the white i mean at this point if you truly want to know what the White Sox should do. There's no way this team's going to win a World Series. They have no assets to get themselves out of it. There's no prospects to save them to get a team, another team's good player uh, with a trade acquisition. And there's not a player on the free agent market that can truly turn around this team. This team is screwed unless they help themselves. And we have seen year after year after year, rebuild after rebuild, organization after organization, that this team cannot help itself. Thank you, Jacob. Man, we ain't found shit. <laughs> Sox fans looking for a good team. That's a classic, classic Spaceballs line where the man, where the black uh, uh, stormtroopers are uh, combing they're, they're the area. Combing the desert. They're combing <laughs> the desert with a pick. <laughs> it's a great it's film. It's great. Uh, and, and much better than Star Wars, even though I've never seen it. And hey, uh, if you, if you want to, you know, have that debate, what's better, uh, Spaceballs or Star Wars? Uh, I can tell you that the best sports book is uh, Points Bet. So you know, there's no argument. You know, they're, they're they're clear and above the best sports book out there. Can it, I put down a bet that Spaceballs is better than Star Wars? Cherizi doesn't believe it. he just punched his brother for saying Spaceballs is I, better. than I that. don't think you can, and that's not surprising coming from Cherizi, who has a Star Wars podcast. Um, I get, I bet he got my reference um but if you enjoy chgo one way to help us continue to grow is to download the points bet app it is the best sports book app out there and use code chgo when you sign up not only are you going to get two or three bets up to two thousand dollars but if you make a fifty dollar or more first time deposit you receive a free chgo membership which unlocks all of our web content and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from chgo locker if you have any questions you can email points at all chgo.com and we will help you out and in case you missed it online sign up is available in illinois you can download the points bet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone you'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever so you can start living your bet life in seconds so what are you waiting for once the game starts don't just bet live your bet life with points bet gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 all right can um, i give you some bad news yeah um former white Sox great norman bizarro rbi single 401 padres Baby. he's hitting 295 this year by the way oh with that's a, funny with a 767 ops so he went to a real organization and got better that's not shocking um, and former Tiger great, too. A former Tiger great, a uh, former Texas Ranger great. Uh, wow, the Rangers, Tigers, and White Sox couldn't figure out the guy, but the Padres could. That's I mean, not the Rangers shocking. got him, got 20 home runs per year from him. Yeah, yeah, we got him, fair. he was 25 years old. Didn't he perpetually 25 years old? Yes. Yeah. Is he not 25 years old right now? Apparently, this mm-hmm. says 27 on, mm-hmm. the, on the list. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, Steven, what other graphics do we have left? Uh, let me take a look. We got... Uh, Nothing. 
We don't. Nothing. Not a we game. Got wait, 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 wait. We got one more. We got one okay, more. we got Tim Anderson through his first 55 games. I want to bring this up just because uh, he's played 55 games, 56 tonight, uh, but 55 games. Um, and this is funny just because, you know, this might be statistically his worst season so far through 55 games. And this is his first time being an all-star starter uh, through first 55 games in 2019. T.A. was hitting 321, 352, 493 with an F war, uh, a fan graphs war of 1.9 in 2020, 322, 358, 529 with an F war of 2.4. Uh, that was only in like 49 games and that there was no all-star game that year, but he definitely would have been the starting shortstop in 2020 if they had an all-star game in 2021, 307, 346 and 439 for an F war of two, and then this year, 313, 352, 422, with an F war of 2.1. Uh, shout out to Tim Anderson uh, for his performance and becoming a starting Sox. We're excited, or starting shortstop for the All-Star team. We're excited for you. Uh, your team just uh, wasn't. <laughs> they were lacking uh, in that department and lacked in the runs department uh, as well. All right, uh, I think that's going to do it for us, Herb. I have n- not much to say uh, just because this has been really brutal to watch a brutal stretch of baseball where they're not able to play the outfield correctly. Luis Robert dropping fly balls um, and, and, and being called off by Adam Engel, the TA base running error where he slips over the base. Uh, the fact that they didn't pull Lucas, Lucas Giolito early enough, Joe Kelly just being bad. This is a real frustrating team. Yeah. And it's not all the mistakes they're making are we've seen earlier in the year, at least learn from your mistakes. It's an old line. I think it's Maya Angelou. Once you know better, do better. The White Sox know better, but they don't do better. It's so frustrating that they just keep on doing the same old shit that costs them games time and time again. That's because they have bad leadership up and down. And no accountability. Bad leadership and no accountability will lead to no changes. And if we have now seen over a 162-game stretch after last year's All-Star and uh, All-Star break and before this year's All-Star break, this team is a below 500 team. They have not changed anything. They have not seen the warning signs. They are blind to what makes them bad. And if they're not critical enough, they're not going to win. And we said this after the uh, the playoff series last year. This is Lucas Giolito coming out and saying, man, they were just better than us. They were more prepared. They knew what to do. The White Sox aren't even prepared to win in the regular season. There's no way this team, I think, right now can make the postseason and even do anything in the postseason. This is pathetic. This is sad. This is a disappointment, and people should be fired. And I wish that Twins go on a fucking 20-game winning streak. Just bury us. Because this keeping us close, six games now, is infuriating because you know you have a bunch of games left with those some bitches, And so you get your mind ready. It's the damn football. Lucy has it. We're Charlie fucking Brown thinking we're going to kick that field goal every time. Lucy takes that ball away and we fucking fall on our back. Every time. Don't be Charlie Brown anymore. Get away from this team. Fuck Lucy, too. There's no accountability in Charlie Brown, too, because those motherfucking parents are, like, always out and just mumbling. They just screaming at their damn kids. Fuck Lucy, too. Best friend's a goddamn dog. (laughs) All right, that's going to do it from the CHGO White Sox postgame show. I got nothing better than that. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ecknerwall23. He's the CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter, at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We will join you. 
for the final game of this series starting at 12.30 for the live CHGO White Sox pregame show starting at 12.30 when the White Sox will take on the Tigers. And we'll have a live postgame show for you as well uh, on that Sunday after the final out is made of that series. That's Herb Lawrence. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at EctorWall23. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We appreciate all of you fans who are mired in mediocrity, who are enjoying this ride, who are trying not to stay bitter. We appreciate your effort. We appreciate your care. We appreciate your love, your fandom, your passion. It makes our job a hell of a lot easier. And Cole, don't take that hat into Goodwill. You have to pay them. And thank you, Paul, for telling me that I have great calves. Honestly, that is the perfect way to end this week, to end this podcast. Thank you, Paul Correct. You are correct. I have great calves, and I'm proud of them. Thank you to Fleetwood Mac for their 1979 album, Tusk. We'll talk to you on Sunday for this godforsaken team.